kick one, two, one, two, bitch. bitch. Sense it's your boy Buzz B and over here it's your boy JC. No, honey, ah, this is trash. Yeah, rest in peace. Take off, man. This sucks. I legitimately opened up my app and I closed it. Yeah, I that this hurts. This one really, this one, I don't want to compare obviously to. Memorials that and tributes that we've done before because it's not about that. Mm-hmm. Nobody, uh, you're not trying to outdo the last one, certainly in this instance. It's just this, it hurts because Takeoff never bothered anybody. He really didn't, dog. I saw this shit like the night before. I was, it was like around, around 1 30, West Coast time, and I was on Twitter and I started seeing little reports come out about what it was. It was unconfirmed reports, but usually that's how it starts. Right. And then I saw it, and I was like, and I saw how it was trending, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm going to take my black ass to sleep. And I was like, I don't want to see that. Like, and then when I woke up that next, like this morning, before we recorded, I woke up, and I'm like, I don't want to even look at my phone, because I know JC's going to send me the text. I look at the text, first thing I saw, and I was like, God damn it. Yeah, that, that man. I, I, don't even, I don't even have words right now, because it's... I just didn't want to see it. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about the footage that I, you know, hope to God never will ever see. Yeah. But I just, I, it's, it's so random. Cause he, um, yeah. yeah, no, it's out of all the people in that, uh, in Migos, in the Migos, he was the most like silent one, the most laid back one. The one that people liked, they felt that he had like the best verses on all the songs and shit like that. The one that kept the baton going when Offset was in jail, man. Him, I mean, they were currently him and Quavo were keeping the tradition going as a duo while Offset was still. They just dropped three, four weeks ago. Yeah, they just dropped their little their duo album while they're keeping the movement going when Offset's still dealing with his label issues and shit. You know, and 
like I said, first I wasn't really a fan like that, but I understood how the impact they had in the culture and how they literally him and Offset and Quavo <clears throat> how they single handedly kind of changed the culture when it came to rapping. People took their they invented new flows on how to rap. They mimicked them, right? You know, and he had by far he was the one that slid on the verses the most. I I I came to a conclusion and. Um, it was an observation that I saw with the outpour, obviously, of this tragic news. Mm -hmm. People loved and respected him in the same manner that they came out and showed love for Clay Thompson when he got hurt this, both times. Mm. It was kind of like he was kind of like the Clay Thompson, where it was like not many people had anything bad to say about takeoff. Mm -hmm. yeah, he was hard-pressed, and he was loved by everybody. He was the most reserved one. Like, if you all saw all of his interviews, he was always the most quiet one. In all the interviews, he was always, like, the most reserved and the most quiet one. He didn't really talk to people. Unless he got to know you, then he'll be open up. But usually, he's, he always but keeps... he provided those... some of the most funniest moments mm -hmm. that you can think when you think of Migos. He was the one that did it. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, beyond going with a, a talented and I will say it a skilled MC because that's mm -hmm. what he was. Yeah, um, it just hurts because it's Migos is a family group. Yeah, that's not just you know a, a collective of guys that came together in their teenage years. You know, went away, one went to college, one did something else, they came back together. They grew up with each other. Mm -hmm. They known each other. <laughs> You know, both Quavo and Offset have known Takeoff since the day he was born. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's my heart goes out to to the family. Yeah. Um, Quavo and and Offset is that, that's tough because that's... on one hand it's you know Offset going going through what he was going through. You know, you just hope that when this occurred they they were on the best of terms. Mm-hmm. Quavo being there watching it, yeah. seeing it, that's that's trauma. Mm -hmm. That's a trauma that is unspeakable, unimaginable, and he needs prayer because that's... Yeah, that's going to fuck with him for the rest of his life. Yeah, and you don't wish that... Obviously, you don't wish any of this on anybody, mm -hmm. but I mean, to have to endure that, like, that, like... Takeoff was his, I know they're closer in age, but that's his nephew. Yep. You know what I mean? So, I I, I just don't know what to say. This was one of my favorite groups. Mm -hmm. I made it very clear this was one of my favorite groups. Um, from the beginning. You were there from the beginning. Right. Um, from the first culture on, you were there. I, it goes far beyond culture. Uh -huh. Back to the YRN tape. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Especially when Offset was in jail and they were holding that baton. Right. So, um, it's... I just it sucks. Yeah, and it just it I I ran the question back again. Why do I love this culture so much if it keeps taking away the <laughs> the ones that I support? Seriously. Um and I know this I know it's not a it's not a, a hip hop issue. Yeah. Um but I can't help but ask the question because it's it's hip hop. Like mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They they leave within the culture off of, you know, politics of it if you will mm -hmm. uh having to stay true to the streets and and what that and the, the thing of it is is he was an innocent bystander in this he wasn't even uh, according to the reports allegedly he wasn't even the mm -mm. the main target he was the main target 
Allegedly. Dude just got caught in the crossfire. Literally, the dudes just started spraying for no reason. It wasn't even aimed at him. It was just, allegedly, it was just, they were just firing off and he just got caught. Yeah. Damn shame, man. 28 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I got, I know I, I, I wish I could have came in here and, you know, would have gave one of the, the greatest uh, tributes or remembrances because, again, I'm, I'm, I am Amigos fan. Mm-hmm. Really, but though. right now I'm still in shock, so I don't I don't have much other than you know I'm upset I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond music, Takeoff was again he was well loved, in basically in every circle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you go outside of, of hip hop, you see pictures of him with with people from all walks of life. He was like I said, he was a chill one. Everyone like everyone like fucking with him. It was always the quiet folks people like fucking with. Right. And so it was just, I, just rest in peace. Rest, rest in, in peace, peace take, man. You know. Pray, thoughts and literally thoughts and prayers to the whole family of Quavo, Offset, that whole family. Yeah, it's it, a damn, it's a damn fucking jam. Yeah, me goes forever. Yes, sir. On that note, how was your Halloween? It was festive. Um, Dress up. No. Nope. <laughs> um. It was festive though, you know, around the neighborhood. Uh, there's like, I'm by two schools, oh, okay. an elementary and a middle school. Wow. So. And a lot of people that live in this community are people that were here when I was a baby. Mm. You know what I mean? So now they'll their kids had kids and three straight hours just getting back up. I, I might as well put my damn Apple Watch on. I was getting workouts, <laughs> getting up. Should have just stood by the, the door. Drink a treat here. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking candy. Fuck out my face. But it's always good, you know? Yeah. See kids, seeing kids trick-or-treating, being in a good mood. And always, you know, I pass. I, I'm not one of those people where I'm like, take one piece. I'm like, you take three or four. Mm-hmm. You know, stay safe. That was what I was telling them. It was like, happy mm-hmm. Halloween. Costume look good. His eyes are walking away. Have a good night. Stay safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit. In my neighborhood, they have, I haven't had trick-or-treaters on my block for years, dog. It's like, they were, like at one point when I was young, when there was kids there, uh-huh. it used to be popping. But then, like, the older everyone got, man, everyone that moved out the neighborhood or got older and shit, kids don't go on my neighborhood at all. It's just silent. What kind of shit is that? Mm, shit happens. That's why I don't buy, I don't get candy no more. Like, literally, like, my block is just, like, quiet. <laughs> because usually, because there's a high school right where I'm at. So it was a high school and then like a middle school. So maybe if anything, it'd be like further down the street from my uh, blocks. But uh, other than that, mm-mm. it is what it is. I ain't dressed up. I saw some scary. I was watching scary movies though. So okay. What did I watch? I watched um, the remake of Evil Dead that came out in 2013. Yeah. That was on Hulu. That shit aged well. That shit is. You should watch it. That shit's fucking nuts. Hmm. You know, it, it, it is fucking nuts. Did you like the Evil Dead series? Did you ever watch it? Truth be told, never heard of it. You never heard of Evil Dead with uh-uh. Bruce Campbell? Who the hell's Bruce Campbell? You don't know who Bruce is. that sarcasm? No, who's Bruce Campbell? Holy shit. I know Bruce Bruce. Okay, you remember That's him? to be funny, but I don't know. I Bruce know. Campbell. Okay, fuck. Um Fuck. Is that, he a white man? Yeah, he's These a wh- white people don't mean nothing to me. <laughs> okay, you remember from you watched the first you watched the first Spider Man movie? Yeah. With Sam Remy, the the one that the original one, Toby Maguire. Okay. Remember when he was a wrestler and then he's the one that gave Spider-Man's name? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Bruce Campbell. Damn. Uncultured. That's, that's a legend right there. But yeah. Wait, uncultured in American culture? The one that stripped us of our uh, of our heritage? I know culture. It's our culture. <laughs> 
for cinema. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I know culture one, two, and three. Rest and in peace, take off. Rest in peace, take off. Take off. Anyway, but yeah, that shit is fucking nuts. Okay. It's a remake, but honestly, both versions are just great. They both equal, in my opinion. But yeah, what else did I watch? I watched Thriller. Have to watch, even though I've seen it a million fucking times. Ah. Exactly. Recipes, bits, and price. <laughs> but apparently, like Michael owns Halloween. Like Thriller, when Thriller is playing. I don't know, because I went out to the bars and shit like that. They were playing Thriller. Everywhere I went, they played Thriller. But then, when it hits November 1st, <laughs> Mariah Carey's like, y'all know what this is. Right. And I've been waiting. Baby, yeah. yeah. Baby, she gave you one minute after <laughs> midnight. After midnight, and then said, no, it's mine. It's mine. He's like, it's time. Yeah. And literally, all I want for Christmas re-entered the charts. It literally, it's like Thriller hits the charts, hits the, hits the top 10, and then literally after November 1st, they just switch places. Can you imagine the DJ mix on that? Thriller. Yeah, you could do it. I could hear it. You got to slow it down. Yeah. You got to literally slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, it's like literally Thriller is like the quintessential Halloween song. That's a good question. That brings up a question. What? What uh, what musical artists own other parts of the year? So we know Michael Jackson owns Halloween. Mariah Carey, you know, Mariah Carey owns, owns the last two months of the year. What is there about like? Is there anything else that you can think of where it's? I was like, okay, somebody. This is a period of the moment. Don't touch anything. Leave it alone. I don't. I think those are the only two. I don't think I got one for you. Who what? Oh, Will Smith on Summertime. That's a good one. Yeah, I got another one for you. Who? James Brown, as soon as it hits February 1st. Oh, yep. I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah. Yeah, that he owns February. Um, Will Smith owns the summer for summertime, because that's like the quintessential summer record. I can tell you this. What? I know it's prevalent in the black community. Mm. Every election season, you put on that damn Sam Cooke. <laughs> it's been a long, <laughs> long time coming, but I know... Chains gonna go. Every time we have three elections, oh, we, yes we all say, What kind of shit is that? Nope. <laughs> yeah, elections next week, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah get your vote in, people. Uh, don't boo. Will Smith oh. in the summertime, that's a good one. If you yeah. don't like it, he's gonna slap you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that's what it's about. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You may- <laughs> hey, let's, let's, let's go down that rabbit hole now. Uh, who was the character Ice T played New Jack City? What was the cop's name? I forgot his name. Exactly. We nobody remembers. This is Ice T. This is Ice T. He chased him in the damn uh, into the playground and shot him in the ankle. Bow! Wow! Wow! <laughs> then I want to shoot you so bad it makes my dick hard. Whoa! Pause. I mean, and when then, you said that shit. And then the famous line at the end of that infamous movie in 2007. And that's when I said, I think I love my wife. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> or, or in, uh, what was the one where he was the, uh, where he came back, he was the comedian, he came back from. Oh, uh, 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 oh, fuck. What? Down to earth. Down to earth. He waved at Regina King, got slapped by that truck. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> shit. Wowzers. <laughs> CB4. I was like, you could put it any moment in that damn movie. CB4 when uh, when he was uh, messing with Misty and she put that on him. Oh, wow. 
Oh. <laughs> wow. Nah, but honestly, when it goes back to the holidays, like, yeah, Michael owns Michael owns the fall. Well, no, he owns October. Mariah Carey owns the November and December. Will Smith owns, I guess, June and July. Mm-hmm. Summertime. Yeah. And then I don't know what the spring. Hmm. I don't know. There's no really springtime records. That's like the definitive. Right. You know? It's all based on mood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you hear Summertime, you hear Thriller, you hear All I Want for Christmas. That's the Holy Trinity right there. Summertime, Thriller, All I, all I Want for Christmas is you. <laughs> summer, summer, yeah. It's a good mm, mix okay, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm trying to think. There might be... There might be one more. I can't really think of much. What's What goes to... Oh, come on, man. I'm... That... that come on, bro. What? Try to think. Think. Because there's something very distinctive... I got nothing. Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. Oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, just that first day, though. The that's, that's September. The 21st night of September. Yeah. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Only, the only thing I remember is, you know, do you remember? Anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> a damn shame because they put that shit out years before he did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but other than that, man, yeah, that's pretty much, that was my Halloween. It was just, it was just pretty chill. Yeah. Went to a little get together. All I had was just a mask and my Jamaican dreads that I went, got from Jamaica years ago. Give me a hell Never yeah. go wrong with those. Put on a mask, put on a Jamaican dreads, you're good. Who are you? I be Jamaican, man. I be Jamaican, man. What part of Jamaica? Right near the beach. Nah, nah. Boy! Now, if I really want to make people uncomfortable, this is what I do. <laughs> I was down to, I was just wearing my regular clothes because I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. White chick came up to me and was like, oh, so where are you supposed to be? And I looked at her. America's worst nightmare. <laughs> she was like, oh, an unarmed black man. Uh... uh <laughs> Oh, yeah. What happened to your chair? They have Don't ask me no stupid questions. You know I'm not dressed up, and you're going to ask me that stupid-ass question. Yeah, I'm going to make you uncomfortable for asking me this stupid shit. Did she look good? No. Oh, I was about to say, if she looked good, you could have played your cards right. Oh, I could have, but I didn't feel like... It was one of those I just didn't you feel like talking. In the, in the future, uh-huh. any... Uh, any woman that uh, is a white just a ca- Caucasian descent she asked that question mm-hmm. she looked good you could say it could be one of two things <laughs> I could be America's worst nightmare or I could be your parents worst nightmare <laughs> your parents worst nightmare <laughs> either way you're gonna have a dream come true with me <laughs> <laughs> shit that's game I didn't feel like spitting game <laughs> but yeah, that was Halloween for the most part. It just comes and goes, and now we're in the holiday season. Well, it's it's that time again. It's that it's the big feast in a few weeks. It's a big feast town. It's a big feast town. All up to football. Want to go to football yeah, now? That's our power uh, contribution for this week because they they done uh, yeah, <laughs> done for now. Yeah, I guess I guess that's our all, reference. I think they're done for the year. Maybe. Yeah. I don't see. They, they did not release the trailer for book two. Mm-mm. I'm mad. I want that. I want to watch it. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, fifty. But anyway, when it goes to sports, mainly football, Niners, Nika. Round of applause. We won. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Oh my God! Just <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, man, no matter what happens in life, no matter how bad the Niners get, 
when Kyle Shanahan sees Sean McVay on the schedule. <laughs> he said, I'm going to kill that white oh, boy. <laughs> like, I, I got destroyed by Kansas City. Who's on the schedule next week? Him. Okay. <laughs> I got him. I'm going to treat Sean McVay like he emailed you Doka. <laughs> They are eight no in the regular with, season, man. Came with him. He, he really treated him like he like Kyle Shanahan and like he visions himself as Mr. Biggs, and that man is R. Kelly. <laughs> Look at me! I did this to you. <laughs> Every time he go up in his play, he feel like he got to prove himself. He got to prove himself <laughs> with with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> y'all just won the Super Bowl. Uh, like, dude, you only put up 14 points against us. Why? Because Christian McCaffrey had to show off. That's what happened. That motherfucker had a trick. He had this was Christian McCaffrey's revenge game, by the way, because he just played the yeah, yeah with the Panthers and the Panthers beat him, and he liked the way they tackled him and how they were talking shit. No, not the Panthers beating him. I mean, the Rams beat him when he was mm-hmm. with the Panthers, and this was his revenge game. This motherfucker had a triple crown. This nigga was Tupac. This nigga running, running like he's White Pop no, <laughs> in was, L.A. That no, was Tupac. <laughs> That nigga, nigga said, nigga said, I got my cash right. Now start running with some with some bloods. <laughs> start running with some bloods, yep. <laughs> this motherfucker had a rushing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, a receiving a touchdown, receiving touchdown, and then he threw it to Brandon Ayuk in in no particular order. That's what happened. Yeah, I know because it had fantasy implications. <laughs> yeah, so no, it worked. It worked for me and it worked against me. Wow. In one instance, I had Brandon Ayuk in one league, uh-huh. and in the other instance, I played against Christian McCaffrey. Ain't that battle, bitch? And I put up the highest point total I put up uh, all season. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it meant nothing. <laughs> Shout out, Greg. <laughs> Greg had McCaffrey. He had DJ Moore. God damn. And he also had goddamn uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Ain't that better? And bitch. Stephon Diggs was his flex. <laughs> <laughs> well, but one guy I did have, AJ Brown. Boy, somebody did this. That is a sick man. That is a sick man. <laughs> I don't know who the hell pissed him off or pissed in his Cheerios, Mm-mm. but he came out and he took it out all on Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. First touchdown I saw, I saw it was a nice toss over. Look, Jalen Hurts got to get paid. We talk about uh, 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 Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts got to get that back. Mm-hmm. He threw that first one over, and it was like, oh, okay, yeah. A.J. Brown, he feeling it today. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how much he was feeling that. Next one came in, got up in the end zone, and then just looked around. And uh, and then he did the, you, you're not big enough. You're yeah. too small. Yeah. Too small to him. Then he came back, bro, and he did a third one in the triple double coverage. Double, it was double, double coverage. coverage. I'm sorry, yeah. double coverage. And they all fell, and he just got up and looked, and he pointed one. at yeah. And I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was just a day of trifectas. Yeah, a lot uh, of trifectas. Uh, Deontay yeah. Foreman for the Panthers. Uh, mm-hmm. McCaffrey's replacement. Yeah. He had three of them things. Yeah. Uh, who else had three of them things? McCaffrey, he, he, he did. Alvin Kamara, I think, had three of them things. Yeah. And unfortunately for you. <sighs> well, we get to them soon. No, we can talk about it now. We here. Well, well. We here. Someone gotta get fired. Someone gotta go. Somebody did this. Raiders, bring your ass to stand. Mainly Josh McDaniels. Oh no, man, boy, he for the whole Marcus, Marcus Lattimore did not play that game, and they managed to get Devontae one catch for three yards. When you, t- I didn't watch all the game, but when you told me that, that was such a shocking ass stat. They could, they said they barely even got past the fifty. Yeah. Oh, they were the only team that day that didn't score. 
24 to nothing. And then when I saw all the former Raiders from Charles Woodson to um, who else? Who else said some shit? Um, who's the other um, greatest um, receiver on the Raiders? Tim Brown. Tim Brown, yeah. He's like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but y'all got to fix this. <laughs> it's like, and then fucking, I guess, Mark Davis had a, another lengthy um, oh, meeting meeting with um, Josh McDaniels. McDaniels. Yeah. I'm like, man, you better than your daddy. Your daddy would have fired his ass yeah. already. With a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> that is still the most one of the most gangster stories in all the sports. I remember when he did that shit. He fired Lane Kiffin and then had my former boss. <laughs> I can say this because it's out now. Yeah. And make him a PowerPoint and then had him go in there and present it. <laughs> About why he why fired he fired him. him. <laughs> Al Davis would have fired Josh McDaniels already. After, after the Kansas City loss, he would have fired his ass for t- doing the two-point conversion. He would have fired him already. I never had the pleasure of meeting Al Davis, but I promise you, I would have loved working for that man. Because the <laughs> stories that they told me while I was in the facility. Uh, I won't tell any stories that were not public. Yeah. But the stories... From the if you know, you know files. Mm-hmm. My God Almighty. <laughs> he deserves every statue around the globe that puts put up in Al Davis's mm-hmm. name. He was a though the one thing I, I can make public that everybody has said, he said Al Davis ran that organization like it was the mob. Yeah, that's that's well known. He ran it like it was his family. Mm-hmm. If he loved you, he, he loved you. you. But the he, moment you, you betrayed him, him you, you were an enemy for the rest of his natural life. Forever. And I could get down with that. Yeah. <laughs> Josh McDaniels would have been an enemy right now. <laughs> yeah, like, I think he would have fired his ass after the Kansas City game. He would have fired him for that game. Because that's just unacceptable. Like, really? 24 nothing? Yeah, it's bad. Bro. It is it's, bad. It's bad. Jaguars went over to London again. And... Then they lost. Yeah, they lost to the Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Let's ride with fucking Russell Wilson doing, <laughs> working out on the aisle, <laughs> the aisle way while the team's asleep. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of stories from former Seahawks like, players just talking out their mouth about Russell Wilson. They did not like that, man. I mean, you see how Geno Smith playing, though? Keep Dude, like everybody that used to play with Russell Wilson that played on the Seahawks, they all have nothing I'm positive. Telling you. The only one who hasn't said anything and just says, I wish him well and I hope he's doing well is, is Beast Mode. And he's the one that got the most. He should have the most to say. No, but you saw, remember when he was laughing when he left the sideline? No, like, wait, no, what I'm saying is yeah. he's the one that should be most pissed off about it. And he's the one that's like, I just want to make sure you're doing good. Yeah, man. That's but, all. Yeah. Everybody else just, They man. just be talking out their ass about Russell Wilson. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Like, they really do not like that, man. But that was inside the line. Oh, and then, you know, Cowboys may have a running back controversy. Yeah, because Zeke Elliott was out, and Tony Pollard went in and had himself. They got uh, a court, they had a quarterback controversy. They they resolved. Now they got this yeah. one though. Might this that they weren't going to resolve that quarterback controversy because there was no quarterback. Controversy. Exactly. They paid this it. on the other hand though, Tony Pollard was the other one that had three touchdowns. Shit, and Zeke was out. Yeah. Hmm. Michael Parsons had his uh, very first defensive touchdown because Justin Fields didn't touch him. Yeah, fun with the ball. Mike Parsons got yeah, it. Like, I saw oh. that and leaped over him and ran it in. I yeah. feel so bad for Justin Fields, yeah. man. I feel for that boy. You man. don't got to feel for him no more, though. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of fucking. It was draft deadline. It was, it was a trade deadline. They thought they was the girl. NBA. Yeah, man. I ain't never seen no many trades like that. A lot I, of I, I was confused. I was like, wait, who who tweeted this? Was this Woes or Chef? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Rolls your shit. <laughs> like, who, who tweeted this? Because, uh, damn, the bombs everywhere. Fucking, what's it let's, called? Uh, let's start with the, with the, brown, uh, the Bears. Mm-hmm. They cleaned house. Really? And then got house back. Mm, really? In, in some aspects. Yeah, Robert Quinn gone. Mm. Raekwon Smith gone. Damn. Remember, they sent Robert Quinn last week to uh, the Eagles. Yeah. And then they, Raekwon uh, Smith, he's with, let me get this right. Oh, yeah, the Ravens. Right. As if they didn't need any more linebackers. Yeah, I know, right? Then they went and they acquired Chase Claiborne from Pittsburgh. So yeah, now they got that. a for sure number one they wide receiver full, now. They got a wide receiver. Now he has help now. Yeah. Well, that's good for him. So he's, he, he got help now. Yeah, he's got some help there. Yeah. Uh, this one confused me not from the Vikings standpoint, but from the Lions. Mm. Vikings acquired TJ Hawkinson, the tight end. Yeah. I get that because Irv Smith is out for eight to ten weeks or something like that. And the Lions got rid of him? In the same division. Why did they... It's fucking Lions. Why did I ask? See, just when you get your... <laughs> when you want to make them a feel-good story because of what they did in Hard Knocks. Yeah. And then they just do some stupid shit. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah. That's like getting rid of Kittle for no reason. Yeah, okay, let's trade him. What? Is he... Was he a heartache? Was he a headache to deal with? No. Just want to trade him for draft picks. Right. We're going to start rebuilding soon. Right. What? All right. It's, I, I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. Well, what's it called? Um, then you have another one. Uh, so that covered the, the Bears and their activities, as, yeah. as I know of. I must say, Jaguars. Uh-huh. Low risk, high rewards type of trade. Really? You know, Florida, they allow oh, everything. You can bring wow. a gun, you can bring a gun yeah, to the game. I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They they looking at Calvin Ridley like, it's just a little gambling. It's a little that, gambling. That's all it is. Like, like, that's what they suspended you for? That's a Tuesday night. Come on. Come on over. And he was their top receiver in Atlanta, right? Uh, yes. He was He was their number one. Trevor Lawrence is going to have help when he comes back next right. season. That is that is the, the definition of low risk, high reward. Because yeah. if I got this correctly, there are terms to that deal. Mm-hmm. So, these are the conditions. That 2024 fourth rounder that they sent to the Falcons. Mm -hmm. It stays as a fourth rounder if Calvin Ridley is on the roster. But it goes to a third round if Ridley reaches certain incentives. Uh. So, if Ridley, you know, outperforms and he does, he goes, does amazing things. Mm -hmm. Then the value of that trade becomes higher, so then it becomes a third round pick for uh, for the Falcons. Mm. It can then become a number, a second round overall, or a second round pick if Ridley signs a contract extension. Oh wow! So That's, that I is like that for the Falcons, mm-hmm. but it, it incentive laden for the Jaguars mm-hmm. to get that pick. So yeah. it's a as of now, it's a fourth rounder. But mm-hmm. if Ridley outperforms, it goes up. It goes up, which in that case, the Jaguars aren't really looking at it as a loss. They're like, okay, we maximize Ridley's talent. And from the Falcons' perspective, they're looking at it like, okay, well, really? it's just the better he, we actually want him. We haven't sent in for him to do well with you guys because mm-hmm. that just means it's a higher pick for us. So everybody wins in that one. Yeah, that's one of the rare ones where everybody, everybody gets some. Uh, this was a rumor at the time, uh, but y'all pissed off the Buffalo Bills. Man, I'm so glad. Uh, what's his name? Christian McCaffrey didn't go over there. <laughs> yeah, but y'all pissed them off to the point where they was like, "Oh, you want to play that?" So they made a phone call to New Orleans, mm. and they called for uh, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Fortunately yeah. for the rest of the world, it didn't it happen. Didn't happen. Thank God. But here's a little consolation. Uh, 
They got Naheem Himes, Hines from the Colts. Yeah, I saw Jonathan that. Jonathan Taylor's backup. Is it, he's, he's good? He, he, he's a starter caliber backup. Oh, okay. So he, they already have David Singletary. Now you're just bringing Naheem Hines in, and he could either be a, a duel, or mm-hmm. he eventually will take over that starting spot. Yeah. When it comes to my Niners, I was kind of mad about this because Jeff Wilson really did help out last week. He's been helping out for the past year. But because we got a whole lot of running backs, Elijah Mitchell's coming back after the bye week. We traded Jeff Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins for a, what, a fifth rounder? Yeah, for a fifth rounder's draft pick. So, what's his name? A, now Mostert got some help now. <laughs> with Jeff Wilson. Yeah, Chase Edmonds ended up going to the the Broncos. Mm-hmm. They got that deal done. And then in that Broncos deal, Dolphins got back Bradley Chubb. As if they didn't need any more linebackers. Yeah, they really flipped that fucking so draft pick. So they picks. flipped all those draft picks that the Niners, that the Niners got for Trey Lance. Uh-huh. Unfortunately for the Niners. I mean, it's working out okay for the Niners, but that wasn't the point of that trade. The yeah. trade was to get Trey Lance, and unfortunately Trey hasn't been able to perform yeah, uh, because of injury. injury. But, but on the Dolphins' end, they got three they flipped, uh, they flipped the they flipped the one of the first picks to that ended up becoming the draft pick for Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Then they flipped the next pick that ended up leading to the deal that acquired uh, Tariq Hill. Mm-hmm. Now they flipped the another pick that now has gotten them Bradley Chubb. Just flipped it. <laughs> hey, man. NFL's really turned into the NBA and how they because trades didn't used to be a thing when we were growing up. Mm-mm. It was like you would trade. Okay, I trade more so for alignment. Yeah, it was like the all the the unsexy trades. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here's a six round pick. We'll get an offensive line. It's like oh, okay, I, I guess it's more so timing. These trades are sexy. They really are. <laughs> like ooh, who who went there? Ooh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was when I saw Jeff Wilson went to the <laughs> Dolphins with with Mostert. I'm like, ooh, that's that's good. Yeah. And I was just thinking about the Niners because he really was. He really helped us out a lot. But, like I said, Elijah Mitchell's coming back. We picked up Tevin Coleman again. He's back on a practice squad, meaning he's still on the squad right. if needed. Right. And, nigga, he's going to be – dude, that's going to be like one-two punch Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, by the way, Debo can run the ball too. That's if he wants to. And then we still right. got Kittle. And now he's going to want to because there's sufficient uh, help in the backfield. He's going to want to now because he wants them incentives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you see that white boy? Oh, that white boy? Mm-mm. Nigga, I want to run. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Shit, Christian McCaffrey looking like, why are you, why are you sticking with Jimmy G? Put me in the backfield. <laughs> Put me in the backfield. Like, <laughs> Let me take snaps. I'm telling you, when I was watching the game, it was just like, he was literally doing, like, his Debo was out with a hamstring, and I knew, like, yeah, Christian McCaffrey's going to run all, all over these niggas, and that's exactly what the fuck he did. Yep. I was watching it like in awe, like, we really got this nigga. If he stays healthy, we got this motherfucker. Why did they give it up? Like, why did the Panthers get rid of that nigga? What kind of shit is that? I mean, when you have Deontay Foreman, if, if that's your rebuild, we're going to start the rebuild now. Like, yeah. let's let's do it now. Yeah, I get it. Uh, they got no direction at quarterback. That's no disrespect to P.J. Walker, but yeah. P.J. Walker didn't come in to start the season. Yeah, the XFL program works. Right. <laughs> but you might as well capitalize. You're not going to do anything with Christian McCaffrey. That's the thing. That's what's different from the NFL versus the NBA. I'll say that. Mm. NBA, you got if you're giving up talent, you just got to do a clear overhaul right away to get as much back as possible to clean up as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. The NFL... If you're not maximizing the talent, and they know it, and yeah, and they know it. Okay, cool. We're just going. It's it's so much parity that one move 
could just it could end up changing you for the very next season. Yeah. In the NBA, it's a okay. We got to try to get this working as quickly as possible. It's going to take a while. In the NFL, getting rid of Christian McCaffrey this year mm-hmm. could lead to them getting a wild card position next year. Yeah. So that's gonna... the reason why. Like, of course, you don't want to get rid of a talent like that, but. If you're not going anywhere, and it could be a game changer for it's a game changer on paper. It's a game changer for the Niners. Yeah, absolutely. Because now teams got to get prepared. Now defenses have to get prepared for all of that. Right. That you let that is turning to Dennis Green. What do you mean? We know who Jimmy G is, and now you let him off the hook. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy G gonna be throwing for 162 yards, and ain't nobody gonna give a damn because your damn running game gonna give you 302. <laughs> so you see Kittle running over there. You see Ayuk running over yeah, here. Yeah, Kittle gonna come out the backfield. <laughs> gonna be number white boys in that backfield. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine if we run the ball, with Kittle? Can you also we see Kittle in the backfield? Like- you see Kittle in the backfield, and you see a line. Not I'm not talking about an offensive line. I mean, you see a straight line of offensive linemen just running. Ball Blocking. <laughs> yeah, you got fucking what's his name? Uh, not Tomlinson. Um, our fucking left tackle, greatest left tackle of all time, and I always fuck up with his name. Oh my god, tell me. Nope. Fuck I've you. Done enough. No, Tom. I was gonna say Tomlinson. <laughs> I'm gang gang, not Empire Empire anymore. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> <So>, Jets? <laughs> Gang gang, what a big gang gang! It's miserable over here. It's miserable. But we got poker chips. <laughs> Trent Williams, dude, can you? I, I, I won't, I won't put it past fucking what's his name, like Kyle Shanahan putting Kittle in the backfield. Put, oh, on, on put, some, Trent, put Trent Williams in the backfield. He put, he, put Trent Williams on the line. Go get a touchdown. Get a touchdown. You, hey, you saw the Raiders used to use uh, Donald Penn. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, man, it's like on paper we look good, and like I said. <laughs> it's funny because Rams. It's just like Jalen Ramsey because before, like before the game, Jalen Ramsey had cleats that said "I'm him," and again, people was like, "Oh, so you're wearing that because Debo ain't playing?" Okay, and then he couldn't cover nobody. He kept, dude. Every time we play him, he misses the um, interceptions from Garoppolo. Oh yeah, yeah. Every, it's just like the ball just does not want him. Nah, <laughs> like, you ain't him today. You're mm-hmm. he. <laughs> Man, I just gotta pray for health and. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully, I pray for th- three things that you always got to pray for as a Niner fan, and I'd say this from previous experience. Uh huh. You pray for health. Mm-hmm. You pray for the insufficient quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just please manage this damn game. Yep. And you pray the Seahawks decline when you need most. <laughs> yeah, because right now they're the one in the division. <laughs> like what? Geno Smith holding it down, and there's a brand new running back. Like I keep baby t- beast mode. Like I tell Kenneth you, Walker the third. I know. I'll be watching. And him. I know because I watch it in pain. I traded him away at the beginning of the season. And we gotta go against some niggas again. So in fucking Seattle, and now Pete Carroll's that nigga Carroll is gonna be ready. Yeah. He's gonna be ready, and he going and he's gonna want to take our block off. Carroll. Carroll. <laughs> you know, Cannon, <Yep>. Carol. Ah <laughs> oh, man, gotta love football, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, World Series is one-one. They're in the middle of Game Three as we Speak. are recording because mm. Game Three was postponed because of weather. Uh-huh. Once again, I don't understand the fascination with playing sports outside. Put a you dome. Don't have to. Yeah, we all keep saying just put a fucking dome. That's what fucking Jed York should have did with the fucking Levi's. Because if I saw The Undertaker come out, it would have been darkness. <laughs> Still mad about that shit. That Tennessee stadium looks beautiful that they're about to, oh, they're yeah. about to build up. Oh, yeah. And they, they and fucking then, sat down. What's his name? Um, Tannehill. No, he's hurt. 
Oh, he's they, hurt? So they didn't sit him. He, he oh, had okay. an ankle injury. Oh, okay. No, that, they, that, no they sat Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh, Matt. Yeah, Matt They sat Matt Ryan. Moment of they, silence for Matt Ryan. Okay, that's over. Yeah, that's over with. <laughs> he had every, a career. Every week I kept saying that offensive coordinator, he's he's wilding. Mm-hmm. They fired him too. Fired his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace to, um, I forget the head coach's name for the Vikings. Oh, his, um, his son. Yeah, his son, Zimmer. Uh, let, me, let me make sure. Zimmer, thank you. Yeah. Let me make sure I pull that up because I want to uh, give a proper send off. Um, coach Adam Zimmer, his son, uh, Mike Zimmer. Mm-hmm. 38 years old. Rest in peace. Yeah, and also there's like another rest in peace for John McVay, for the former GM for the Niners. Yeah, he was the one that kind of constructed the Niners. Also, grandfather of Sean McVay. He passed away. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Who's the other dude on the Packers? What's his name? The coach? Um, What's an M in there? MC Mick something. No, it's... No, that's that's Sean McVay. I know it's Mick. Um, you're talking about... I want... It's, oh, it's Matt like, LaFleur. Matt yeah, LaFleur. Thank you. Uh, I want to say Justin LaBoy. Justin LaBoy. That's nasty. Coaching in Green Bay. (laughs) Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, Matt Lafleur. Lafleur. Yeah. (laughs) Lafleur. Lafleur. Yeah. So I saw Sean. It's Sean McVay that he got the super. He was the first one to get the Super Bowl ring. Hopefully, Kyle Shanahan will be the second. He got a ways to go. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. He got a ways to go. Don't ask me about the Raiders. They be at the. Sean McVay will be back in New England You got gambling. Shit, Sean McVay gonna be back in not Sean McVay. Um, Josh McDaniels gonna be back in fucking New England. Right. <laughs> um. Now we get some big news. Again, don't ask me about no basketball. I don't know what the fuck be going on. I'm, I'm Lakers won their first game. I didn't even watch it. Well, I wasn't even gonna ask, but huh? I did. I did not watch. <laughs> I saw the score. I was like, oh, they're up. Let me not. Tune in to piss myself off if it, in the event it happens. Let me just. Sometimes you got to know when to ride the wave, and sometimes riding the wave means that you're not included. Oh, it's okay. so I'm gonna ask you this question before you go on. What kind of like sports watcher are you? I think I saw it on like on Instagram. Like, are you the one that just gets that starts yelling at the TV? Do you like yell at the TV, or do you just like control your anger? Or when it gets really bad, you just turn the channel and just go about your business. Um. See, here's the thing, bro. Mm-hmm. When it comes to your fanship, you got to know, you got to protect your health. Yeah. It goes along with it. Being a fan is, in some aspects, is also like being an athlete. You only have a certain window for certain shit. And after that, you got to know it's it's a young man's game. Mm-hmm. When you're in your late teens and your early 20s, you you're, you're screaming. Yeah. You, you're a madman because mm-hmm. what, what the hell are they doing? Yep. I'm in my early 30s, bro, nah. and I've I've reached the point where I tried laughing. Uh huh. And some days it works. <laughs> and sarcasm is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's other days you just got to change the channel and you can't look back. Yeah, that's what I do. You, you, there's just it's like no, I no, I refuse. And that's one of the reasons why basketball doesn't exist to me right now. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. I just need to see. It wasn't about winning or losing versus the Warriors. That mm. wasn't what I was looking for. Mm. It was how do you look? Yeah. Do you look like a formidable team? And they didn't. So I, it's nothing for you to watch. Nothing I don't care. 
That's how I am with my Niners sometimes. Like, I'll be, I'll be, when we're up, I'll be like, yeah, like, there we go. There we go. But then when we're down, I'm like, eh, whatever. Okay, whatever. Then when it starts getting really bad, like during the Kansas City game, I'm like, oh, no. no. Turn it off. And then just, I was done. I'm like, I ain't watching nothing else. No, I'm dead. No, I don't need to watch nothing else. Yeah, no. <laughs> some people say, you're not a ride or die. Okay. I'm protecting my health. Yeah, nigga. my health matters now. Yeah, my health matters. I'm not a ride or die. No, it's, it's all, I'm, I'm for me. If, if the team gave a fuck about me, they would have like, put a presentable what a product out. What did Kendrick yeah. say at the end of Mr. Morale? Yeah. I choose me, and I'm not sorry. Yeah, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Kendrick told you he's sorry. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you motherfucker. He said, I choose me, I'm sorry. I, I'm just going to tell you, I choose me, and I'm going to say, what's for dinner? Exactly. And I'm going to eat out your fridge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nigga. I got time for this shit. Yeah, that's the kind of sports part. I'll just, so, I'll just what, so I don't know what's going on inside the lines, but boy. A lot of shit. What's going outside them lines? Uh-huh. Baby. Thief Nash is gone. <laughs> yeah, he got fired. Or he quit. Either or. No, not quit. It was they said first Woj said he got fired. Other ones said Tom said they left amicably, but then Woj uh, spun the block and said, "Yeah, it, it was mutual." Man, he was quick to say he got fired. Yeah, <laughs> he was quick to tweet that shit yeah. out. Woj is in two uh, is in two payrolls. He's in the payroll for the Nets. He's in the payroll for the Clippers. <laughs> he didn't want to have to deal with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this this thing about Steve Nash. Uh, yeah, you gotta you you feel personal with this. Well. It's not so much that I feel personal personal with it. Uh-huh. It's just it's, this really isn't his fault. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know I'm petty and that's that's jokes. Like you know the whole thing. I just came to my biggest hater's funeral to make sure he did. That that obviously has to go back to when he was taking money to be a Laker and he was only giving us like 29 games over three seasons. Yep, that's what that's got to deal about. <laughs> In this instance, it's not his fault that he got hired as the head coach. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is the media keeps protecting him. Yeah, they, they kept were. doing it over and over and over again. Like he's got a, he got like no. If that was predominantly black coach, mm-hmm. who had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, now fucking Ben Simmons, like it, there wouldn't be an excuse. There really would not be. Excuse. First of all, Steve Nash wasn't qualified to handle that job with all them fucking egos and shit. Just it, and again, it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was his first attempt at at coaching he wasn't even uh, a head assistant mm. you know what i'm saying like he was he was a a he played a role for the warriors yeah on their staff mm. but then immediately he ends up on their coaching as, as their coach and it's like wait what how'd you not pay your dues like the dues that they, that they told you to pay was like oh you're banking on the fact you were one of the best point guards in history but yeah. that only equates to anything on the coaching bench. yeah I don't get it, bro. The Nets went through a lot of shit. I'm reading this tweet right now. Oh, yeah. Read all that off, please. <laughs> Kyrie asks ask out. Can't find anyone to take him. He has to stay. KD asks his scout. No one will No one will give up enough. Demands Nash and Marks are fired. Nets say no. KD agrees to stay. Kyrie platforms anti-Semitism, which we'll get to. <laughs> Nets fired Nash after six games after telling KD they wouldn't fire him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't mention Ben Simmers got here. This all started at the end of June. It's the beginning of November. It's been four months. Yeah. And it's just these <laughs> these franchises with no sense of direction. And I ain't just pointing it out to the Nets. Lakers ain't got no sense of direction right now. The one thing they did get right was Darvin Ham. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, there's uh, one other stuff. <laughs> there's, all, there's one other mention about the Nets. <laughs> that about who they're going to get for his replacement. Oh, 
Get the yeah. powerful nigger dream. You thought the doors was closed. In you thought that nasty man was gone. Yeah. You thought he couldn't terrorize your 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 household and your bedrooms. Better hide your wives. He made Doka. It's back. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> Madoka is bad. <laughs> Even though the the Nets owner came out and said, "Oh no, it's not true," lying ass nigga. Well, see, the thing is, Ime Udoka was on Steve Nash's uh, coaching staff. Oh wow! Before. Well, yeah, and Ime Udoka knows what's in them offices in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and just the the word of. Yeah, he's the leading front man for them to come in and take over. Ime Udoka thinking of them offices in life. And I've been waiting, baby. <laughs> and this comes off of... Uh, I forget the owner's name. Uh, I'm forgetting the Nets owner's name. This comes a few days after, of course, Kyrie, uh, his statement, or I don't even want to say his statement. Test, he posted um, up. Did he say his, what his name is? Let me see real quick. Joseph T. Oh, Joseph Sai. Joseph Sai. Yeah, like, Joseph Sai. I'm telling off. <laughs> Joseph Sai. Joseph Sai. Yeah. Um, this comes off of three days after he put the tweet up and he said, This is bigger than basketball in regards to Kyrie. And then <laughs> and now, gets out. Ime Udoka is the, the leading front runner to take over this position. And of course, the Celtics made it, already made a statement they're not going to stand in, in the way of him and his employment opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> this is bigger than basketball, but not bigger than that. <laughs> so we need a window. Yeah. This is bigger than basketball. We still need a window. Yeah. That, man, that's just in shambles, man. They're in shambles. Like, god damn. Bro. It's, this might be the year of the mid to small market team. Hmm. Portland Trailblazers are, are the leading team in the West right now. Yep. Milwaukee is undefeated. They're the lone undefeated team this year. The mm-hmm. Pelicans look like. They are, like I said, they're the team that you don't want to play. Yep. It's just, Utah forgot that they were supposed to be tanking. <laughs> yeah. I think they're 5-1 and one or 4-2 and two or some shit like that. Well, that's not how you play the game. Right. That's not how it's like from the West. That's not how you do it. Right. That's not how the game is played. That's <laughs> not how you do that. <laughs> shit. Jazz started winning and, and Danny Ainge was like, yo, get the Lakers back on the, on the phone. Yeah, we need Russell Russell. Yeah, nah, nah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> we... Here, take all the shooters. <laughs> I'm surprised they have, man. Well, again, I'm still surprised you guys still have that man on your team. He is because they said they want to go through 20 games and go through Thanksgiving, and I'm like, what? Okay. You wonder why I'm not watching? Don't blame you. Somebody did why do you this. Why do I want me to subject myself to that and be pissed off and ruin my day? <laughs> ruin my day. Someone breaks into you your car. I've been, I've been in a, I've been in a fairly for even from my standards, I've been in a fairly great mood the past few weeks why am i going to interrupt that and watch my favorite f- basketball team just be in shambles? yeah why am i going to let my favorite team take away my my shine and my my happiness? i'll never forget that day god bless my uncle i remember my when the niners were like really trash those years and my uncle god bless him he for christmas he wanted to buy he, he called my mom and he was like yeah i'm thinking about getting him some niner tickets my mom was like oh no don't do that <laughs> Like, are you sure they're really cheap? Like, no. He might, he might as well have got you some Raider tickets. It, would, it actually would have been the better gift that year. What year was this? Oh, it was the bad year. I forgot which year. Which one? 20. Rete? No. It was when. Alex Smith was there? 
No, he was gone. It was when Kavanick was there, but he was oh. trash. It was the Kelly, the Chip Kelly years. Oh. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I remember my mom was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> she said, you know, I, I know why. <laughs> it was off the heels of Harbaugh. Yeah, I was angry. You remember that? Yeah. You remember them, you yeah. remember them years for me? I was mad. Yeah. Oh, I was mad. Oh, uh, there was a... If you've been riding with us from day one, to all our listeners, we give you a round of applause and we thank you. Mm-hmm. But if you've been riding from, with us from day one, I you hate remember it. Busby used to end this podcast with on one note. Fuck Jed York. <laughs> <laughs> I blamed him for everything. You blamed him for rain. <laughs> 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 until until he when we when we hired Kyle Shanahan, I was like, oh, whatever. And then, you know, it was it was a little steady up and then you, that one year You blame Jay York. Your mom used to say, Oh, Aaron, don't do that. You say, Oh mommy, I got a dream <laughs> And that motherfucker fucked it up. Fucked it up <laughs> Fucked it all up He said personally, if we don't win a Super Bowl, hold me personally responsible. It was personal. Busby Busby said, you got a two-for-one coupon? Oh, boy. It was personal. Busby took my card and said, I got two of them motherfuckers. Like, there was a reason why Twitter was the Wild Wild West back then. I said, fuck Jed York to make my teeth white. I I deleted all of them. Because all of a sudden, I said. You ain't real. (laughs) You ain't real. I kept it real. No, I wasn't trying to get suspended. (laughs) No, after that, I was like. Busby got so mad that he took they, you know whether you were a current Niners fan or a former Niners fan, you know they still send you, send you stuff in the mail. Busby found out I had a redeemable coupon. He said, "Give me that." He said, "If you ain't gonna use it, I'll use it for you." I'll use it. Fuck that nigga. I was pissed. I every Niners game, I was mad as hell. Like I gonna watch this shit. Like why am I gonna watch this? You gonna make me angry? The fuck. <clears throat> the only time we won was on Christmas. That made me <laughs> day before Christmas. At least my day's good. We won. We fucked up someone in the playoffs, but whatever. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy G came, and then that was a slow process. And then fucking, you know, we, the Super Bowl run. And then I apologize to Jed York. I saw the vision. That leads me to a question. This is actually a good topic because yeah. we talked about uh, the late great Al Davis. That leads me to one of the wildest, one of the greatest things I ever heard in regards to front office politics. Mm. Jed York tried to go into that meeting, (laughs) and Jim Harbaugh Harbaugh looked at him like he was Kay Corleone in The Godfather, said, this is a men's only meeting, and he shut the door on him. This is the owner of the San Francisco 49ers. (laughs) The owner and president. Now that leads me to just ask, what are some of the most disrespectful... (laughs) Shit, I told my boss. I guess we that's even better. We could go there, but I was trying to keep it in sports. Oh, oh. What's some of the most disrespectful shit? Uh, obviously, taking away the three most recent ones where we think of Al Davis, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh and Ime Yudoka fucking everything that had to do with an executive's wife. Um, allegedly. Uh-huh. That hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh-huh. But just think of some things that... <laughs> oh. Spree Front rail. office walk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that came to my mind. Spree rail. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do I have to say it? We're warrior, we're warrior fans know what I'm talking about. Once upon a time, Latrell Sprewell played for the Golden State Warriors. Uh-huh. And once upon a time, he did something that was so heinous that they deleted him out of NBA Live. He, you couldn't find him. They deleted him off of NBA Live in the Yeah, update. and this was before there was even downloadable content. Oh, they deleted him off the game. He Damn. couldn't play as him. He was not a free agent. It was nothing. It was just, well, he ain't here, so that's yeah. it. He choked out his coach. P. 
PJ Carlissimo. Man, you forgot. I don't remember the name. I forgot the damn name. That coach must have really pissed him off to go over there and choke him out in practice. You know how mad you got to be to choke out your damn coach? It takes energy. That takes a lot of energy. And he was fed up of that nigga and choked that white boy out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess something else that can be disrespectful is just James Dolan in his entirety. James Dolan? The Knicks owner. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah. They said, we want some answers. He said... I'm not, an- not only am I not answering, I have a band and we're going to be playing music tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What else is, I'm trying to think of some most disrespectful things in sports, bro, that, that had to do with front office. Because that was, uh, I still remember heard that Harbaugh story like, what? <laughs> I remember reading that shit like, that nigga's funny. <laughs> Nigga told, told the owner of the team, men only, and closed the door in his face. And he was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I can see the look on it. It was that Char- it was that um, uh, Charlie Murphy look after he got slapped. Like, nah, I know that was this red mo- from Friday. He gonna cry in the car. Oh, he's like, I know this motherfucker didn't do that. And then when those reports came out that said, was it called Super Bowl or not, he is gone. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, last dance? Huh? <laughs> like, yeah, man. And he went 8-8 eight and, eight and he was out of there. Yep. And then that whole team, man, and it just went... I was so pissed. I'm like, we're trash now. And yeah, <laughs> we sucked that for the first few years. We, we suck were. again. We suck again. Oh, God. We were trash. Now we just have um, this emotional oh, roller coaster. Michael Jordan and Jerry Krause. Oh, yeah. You can watch fucking The Last Dance. <laughs> it was on camera how he was disrespectful to that boy. <laughs> so you should be glad he didn't watch Lord of the Rings. He would have caught his ass a hobby. That's how much power you knew Michael Jordan had in the mm-hmm. NBA. It wasn't it, a head coach and an owner. Okay, the player. Yeah, putting the owner in its place because he knows you need me. I don't need right. you. <laughs> and that's very true. Since Michael Jordan's left, the Bulls have not won. They have not a conference final. Sniffed the finals. They have not won a conference. They have final. a whole bunch of Jordans up there. They don't got no championships. They got a whole bunch of Jordans up there. Right. <laughs> those are championships. Those, those are Jordans. Are, that's what Red told me once. And those are championships. Those are Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> They got six Jordans up there. <laughs> those are Jordans. <laughs> they, got no cha- they never won a championship in life. Can't, can't even say those are Pippins. <laughs> those are just Jordans. A whole bunch of J's up there. Yeah. Shit. They yeah. got to look up there. Look up Jordan. Le- whoever. Go- Le- Man, imagine if LeBron would have went to the Bulls. He would have got them a championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. There have been some Browns up there. With a whole bunch of Jordans and LeBrons. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That would have been something. Like, that would have been something for his legacy. <laughs> Go to go to Chicago to get um if he didn't go to the Heat when it went to Chicago to help them get a ring, huh. yeah. Oh, have you ever? There's something. Um, last thing on sports. Mm. If you I don't know if you've seen this clip on YouTube, but it's the move that changed the NBA forever. I I saw a clip. I saw like the title. I didn't watch it. Long story short, it's one of the players. Unless you're a a, a basketball aficionado like me, uh-huh. you're not gonna know this name, Andre Carter. Okay. Andre Carter played for the Miami Heat. Andre Carter had a special deal. Well, not a special deal. He just had a, his final year. He had to opt back into the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, this was in 2003, 2004, one of the two. Yeah. Um, I think it was 2003. He had to opt into the contract to get the $4 million, But what happened was his, his agent didn't fax over the contract. Huh. So he ended up becoming a free agent. Uh. That opened up the door for them to acquire Lamar Odom. 
Oh wow! All this kind of shit, and then it goes. It like how this dude he like a domino effect. It was the biggest domino effect because what ended up happening as a result of that was um, this one signing. Then led to them obviously the Heat being horrible that year, and then it led to both the Raptors and the Heat basically playing for the fourth uh, overall pick, Mm. and the Heat won. So they that's how they got the fifth pick, and Toronto got the fourth. Uh huh. And then Pat Riley has come out and he has said, if we had the fourth pick, we were going to take Chris Bosh. Whoa. So Chris Bosh was destined to be in Miami. So it was destined to happen either yeah, way. Yeah. Damn, that's nuts. But Andre Carter, that that one mishap by his agent, it actually just propelled everything. It goes so deep that it actually, I forgot what it led to with Steph, mm-hmm. but it even leads to Steph Curry. It's like a whole domino effect. It's a whole effect. domino effect because so that one Andre mo- Carter's agent didn't fax over. That Andre Carter was going to opt in for that four million. Damn, it's crazy. Bro. That's no, is that is that that one little event? Is that one little event yeah. didn't happen? A lot of shit wouldn't. Because you happened. know, most people are like, "Oh, LeBron," but it's like, no, no, this happened before they even hit the draft. Shit. Yeah, it's one of those. That's nuts. Now, when it comes to Kyrie Irving, yeah, boy, this is, see, I'm trying so hard not to talk about Kanye on this shit, but the impact that Kanye has is kind of non-debatable because I knew when Kanye was gonna when he talked about the stupid shit he was saying I'm like Kyrie's gonna say something stupid he's gonna do something stupid or say something stupid and he did just that (laughs) yeah last week he posted on his Instagram a book that's out there called Negroes the Hebrews or whatever Hebrews Hebrews I can't even pronounce Hebrews I can't pronounce it with my tongue Uh. yeah Hebrews the whatever and it's a book, and he posted it on Amazon. It's a movie based on a book. And I don't know about that shit. I was like, whatever. But a lot of Jewish folks know about that shit. And if you read the reviews about it, the movie and that's based on the book pretty much is very it's filled with a lot of anti-Semitic like, stuff in it. Right. And one of them was saying that how they literally saying that Jewish people are worshiping Satan. And I was like... Okay. What kind of shit is that? And Kyrie posted about it. And I was thinking, I remember I put up a post. I was like, okay, is Kyrie going to A, apologize, or B, double down and pull a Kanye? What do you think he did, people? Yeah, we know what he did. Double <laughs> down on it. Um, I'm not intellectual. Uh, I don't go lecture. I just want to, yeah. I'm not in the know about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Jewish people are going to say that this is how they describe it, um, which is all, you know, insensitive, it's full of this, I'm going to take their word for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to discredit anybody and that's in the know. Yeah. Um, I'm just one of those people where I don't read stuff and, and jump in it to discredit people. Mm-hmm. I just want to know for myself. Yeah. Because there's been many times, you know, where somebody says, oh, don't read it because it's this and then you actually go and read it and you're like I don't oh. think you even read it yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I just go into it so that way I can be in the know and be well informed and educated mm-hmm. I don't know what's on what's in there um apparently allegedly from what they say that uh Hitler had once claimed although it's not proven mm-hmm. um in regards to the black israelites mm-hmm. that's not the first time i heard it and hitler saying it isn't the first person i heard say that mm-hmm. um again i'm not here to side with anybody i don't know what's in that book and if that's what uh or a movie or whatever or a movie i don't know what's in that uh so if that's what they're saying is that's what it is i'll take the word for it i'm just under 
the perception that unless I know and stuff like that, I don't necessarily want to have a comment on it because I, I don't know. Good call. That's a ding. Yeah. A lot of people be saying shit. People not just be knowing, talking out their ass because they think they, they, they know. And they I'm think like, they're the smartest one in the room. Right. I, I have no problem. Uh, I have no problem relinquishing that. If the, you idea, don't know. the idea that I don't know. Yeah, you could. People could say that, or like Dave Chappelle said, you could shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I know people feel a way about Kyrie. I'm not gonna go that far. He was insensitive. I will say he was insensitive. Especially in I have no conference. problem. No problem saying that the the reporter uh, was apparently of Jewish uh, um, mm-hmm. descent or whatever. I don't even want to say descent. I think not descent. Yeah, he's yeah, Jewish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's Jewish. Um, it could have been a, pr- a good opportunity for some dialogue and just a learning lesson. So in that instance, he was insensitive, but not going to go as far as to call Kyrie out of his name either. Yeah. Um, for all I know, Kyrie is well informed on, on that. And there could be some truths to the ideology that I've picked up over the years in terms of not picked up, but I've seen yeah. and passed around in terms of information. Um, I just don't know. I'm 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 not informed on that, so I don't want to speak. With me, when it comes to Kyrie, he's a flat earther. At Earth, he's a he believes that the Earth is flat. He took shit from Alex Jones's shit, and I I still didn't forget about the whole shit he did during the pandemic when he didn't want to get the shot. So it's kind of with me like I'm like okay, you one of them niggas. But on the flip side too, Kyrie was one of the first ones to stand up for the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Kyrie was one of the first ones to openly say, just because I'm against the, the vaccine doesn't mean I'm telling anybody else to be against it. Mm-hmm. Kyrie was also one of the first ones to go out on the front line and go protest. Yeah, he was. And do all that. I remember so, that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying it's a it's a give and take with Kyrie. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to call him out of his name because in many aspects he has been one of the louder ones in in support of our community mm-hmm. in certain aspects he's just he could be loud right and wrong at right, the same time right, so. and sometimes all he really all you really can do is just get educated like all the times when during the whole black lives matter movement especially in 2020 during the george floyd shit we were telling white folks to literally educate themselves in black history and black trauma and shit like that just educate yourselves and learn why we feel so angry so if jewish people are trying to take tell you guys Educate yourself on the Holocaust. Educate on stuff that happened to us in our lifetime about why you shouldn't say these type of stuff. Maybe you should do that stuff. You can't be just dissing the shit and say, yeah, I believe what Kanye's saying. And then when Black History Month comes up or, or Lord forbid, another hashtag name comes out, we got to yell, you know, Black Lives Matter and shit like that. Right. It's just, come on, bro. You know what Kyrie's main problem is? What? I mean, outside the obvious, uh, yeah, you know, that, that I can go beyond that. Uh, His main problem is he takes himself too seriously. That too. If he were to, I'm not trying to give him advice because I'm. You, it's easy to give somebody advice when you don't have to be in some the limelight. Mm-hmm. So that I want to make that perfectly clear. I'm not here. I'm just saying that if he were cracking jokes, if he would say some things and he would like smile like the the flat earth stuff, if he would just say it and then smile like yeah, I mean this is what I believe, but that's what it is, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he would just joke about it. They wouldn't be so intense on him. Yeah. But it's the, the fact that he says it, I don't have an issue with him believing it, but then he not only just doubles down it, but he doubles down in a way that it's offsetting the people. He tries to talk like, he's, a, he talks like he's the smartest person in the room. Right. And I've always learned if you are the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Or sometimes. it's not necessarily that because you could be the smartest person in the room. 
Well, Somebody's got to be the smartest person. In the someone room. has it's to not be that. smart. Yeah. If you're the smartest person in the room and you're trying to tell people you're the smartest person in the room, there you go. That's what the issue that's is. the Kanye's right. of the world. Sometimes people can't help being the smartest person in the room. You that, know? That's like, true. It's, they it's, can't it's help. Not their it. fault. They, yeah, they know what they know. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're educating them, right? Little tidbit about the whole Kanye shit. You know the whole White Lives Matter shit. You know that he can't, he can't, um, he can't, he can't yeah. sell that shirt. He can't sell it. No. Why? Because two black men own the rights to it. Yep. <laughs> they got that. They registered the shit in 2020 because they wanted to make sure it didn't it land in the wrong hands. Without have been, yeah, they were thinking of a white person, but it was, yeah, him. Salute to those, uh, those kings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that on that. But uh, Atlanta, yeah brother no 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 uh, first uh, we're gonna get there uh, but I, I we that's something i gotta digest uh, i want to once again and i've been waiting Abby baby elementary. oh yes one of the greatest halloween episodes i've ever seen in any sitcom <laughs> that was a good episode that was that was really all good. the references uh-huh. oh man it was just magnificent from the James Harden costume to the James Harden walk-off. The walk-off, yeah, when she did that, yeah. Then the Marvel car- The whole Collins. Marvel universe being put in there. Yeah. Um, Mr. Johnson became a costume himself. <laughs> yeah. And then, I'm going to sue you for right. <laughs> I'm an elementary man. Like that's it's man. That's one of those shows. Sometimes I don't watch each episode every week. Mm. I just gotta wait for them to pile up, and then I start watching them. Because when you told me to watch the Halloween episode, I went and watched it. Then I just started watching all the episodes. Man, that show's fucking hilarious, man. It's it's just so. Prince of Bronson, man. It's so well put well together, written, so really. realistic. It really is the even off- when it's like off the like even when it's like off the wall coming like this can't happen mm-hmm. you still look at it and you're like no this could happen this is this is very plausible yeah this, there is definitely a way and i love how they're slowly doing what's what's old boy's name from very eddie. hates chris eddie 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 and what's her name quinta bronson's character uh shit um damn i had it right at the tip of my head because i was gonna bring that up too Abbott elementary we got Janine. Janine, yeah. No, uh, Janine. Yeah, when you see them, and I love how they they keep sprinkling that they like each other, mm-hmm. but it's very quick. Yeah. It's not even, they don't even have you think about it. Every time they're about to have a moment, something always happens. Yeah, Eddie saw Janine walk out in that dress, and he was like, Ooh. Oh, shit, you look really good. Man. But, and it's not, but it's just, it's, I, this isn't in comparison. Uh-huh. All I'm saying is, you can give that look. It's just when you got the phone number of how Janine and the her friend described, that's really a bad bitch. Oh, yeah. When you got her phone number, I mean... She can wait. Yeah. <laughs> hey. what, what's it, what's it? it worked for Jim. It did. It did. Hey, it worked for, worked for Ghost, too. Chill, Janine. Janine, I just, fell, I just fell in love with the love of my life. Show some little compassion. I just lost the love of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And you wonder why he did. (laughs) By his own son. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, I I really love this damn show. Oh, it's amazing. I want to see how far they can take this show. Easy. Six seasons easy. Yeah, this, this is this is the office for our generation. Yeah, and the good thing, again, this ain't another ten episode 
season. They got. I'm pretty sure they got cleared for twenty something, sixteen to twenty four episodes. I mean, they probably take so a break. we'll have we'll have a Christmas break, and then they come right back mm-hmm. and they, they, yeah. going to Valentine's Day, going to the summer. Oh my gosh! I can't wait for the Valentine's Day episode. Ooh, That's probably boy. when he's gonna confess his love to her. No, no. The Office took four seasons. It took four seasons for him to. Oh wow! No, no. It, I mean, he confessed his love to her, but it took four seasons for Jim and Pam to get together. Oh, to get married. I'm talking no, about no, not to get married, to get together. Oh, get, no. When I say I'm, okay, let me rephrase that. To confess his feelings for her. How about that? Yeah, he did that in season two. Yeah, season two. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But once we get to well, now, round of applause for Donald Glover. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Because if you play. Baby. We let take off go. Somebody did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, don't play too much because that mouse might come get us. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I saw because when Atlanta ended last week, we didn't talk about last week's episode. It was a it was a essential episode about Vern and um, Van and Ern's like relationship and shit, which was a good episode. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed they didn't show the trailer for the next episode, and I'm like, there's only three episodes left, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So I waited, and then when the episode like on it was on Hulu, they showed the description. I was like, so what is it? So I looked, and that's why I was just curious, say what's the description for this week? And it said the goof that sat by the door. And I was like, wait, what? And it said an auto, uh, a bio, an autobiography on the creation of, our, of the greatest American American classic, a goofy movie. I saw that. I was like, oh. It just it leads me now to ask, what are some other possibilities that can be reimagined in, in a series? Because that was by far one of the greatest reimaginings of how a goofy movie came to an Nigga, existence. When they said, "No, oh. like don't get, don't jump to the like the climax. You can't jump." No, there I'm not talking right about yet. the climax. I'm talking about the ending he won for the for the actual. That's goofy the climax. Movie. You have to build up to it, my man. Like you can't just go there. Oh, it's all from like let's talk about how the fact they screwed up his name and that's how he even ended up as the damn CEO <laughs> for a few years. Oh, also shout out to Sinbad. He was in this shit. Yeah. First time, I think that's the first time he's been on camera in like years after his stroke. Right. Yeah, I was shocked to see him. I was like, holy shit, Donald Glover got Sinbad. <laughs> but. I mean, it ain't far fetched. Donald Glover got Lil Zane in season one. Yeah, but it was just really wild. I was just he glad could to get see, anybody. It was just glad to see Sinbad that he looked yeah, like yeah, he was in good sure. health. As Prim would say, he an all star. Yeah, he's a he's a black all star. <laughs> nah, but reimagining like they reimagined pretty much black Twitter made a goofy movie into a black movie. <laughs> like that they we it was the first. It is a black movie. Yeah, goofy is black. <laughs> all all of the, all I'm saying is the reimagining was the story of how this got created. No, Goofy's always been black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, that a goofy movie is a black movie. It's, very black. What other, like, when the hell did you see one of them damn princesses singing uh, Powerline? Powerline, yeah. You know, I know it's Tevin Campbell, but when, was, you ain't never heard them singing that soul and that oomph? Yeah. That, that was a goofy movie. Yeah, it really was, yeah. They tried to switch it up in 99 with the sequel and they made it more rock. Yeah. And all that, but no, no, no. no, no, no. I know what it, no, I, I know a nigga when I see one. Yeah, they made fucking Max do skateboarding and shit. Yeah. That one was good, but it didn't touch the original at all. Well, I mean, Max skateboarded in the first, but skateboarding ain't. What well, I skateboard? He was in. He was in. He was in extreme sports and shit. Yeah, 
And it was also, it was, and the Goofy movie was a spinoff of a goof troop that used to come on, like, syndication and shit. Right. But, nah, this is the, in the Atlanta universe, this is a black movie, and he made this after the riots. <laughs> and what made it funnier was that, of how serious the tone was. Oh, yeah, it was just, it was, <laughs> bro. I said, when he said, when the artist said, I... I was pretty sure I sat there for hours and hours and hours because he said, that's not how black people dap. That's not how black people dap. I drew a dap for hours and hours. <laughs> I was just sitting there like... He said, he took, he said, uh, what was it? The the guy that, um, he was the in-betweener. Yeah. He said, he said, in-betweeners go, because the main artist, or the main, uh, artist, all he gets to do is he gets the start and the climax. He goes, but all you get to do is everything that leads and that builds leads up. up to it. He said, he came up to me, he said, I'm CEO. I want to make you a director. <laughs> this episode could have fit into season three, but I'm so glad he put it right here. Oh. This was just, this was, this was probably, a, this was one of those, this is easily one of, one of the top ones. five of the series. Yeah, it was from a BAN, it was a BAN yeah, exclusive. Yeah, I'm glad you caught it. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And then I saw that shit, this was episode eight, right? Yeah, the first one that wasn't an Al episode. An Al episode, yeah. Al usually controls episode eight. Nah, this one, this, well, in a way, this was a callback to Al. The goof yeah. that sat by yeah. the door. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you remember what happened in episode Somebody eight? did this. Where that goofy at? Yeah. Sitting by the door. Yeah. I just realized that. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was a call back then. But the... Nah, but the... Wait a minute. What? What? What if everything in season three is actually playing out in season four right now? What do you mean? It has a connection to it. What do you mean? What if every episode one was connected to episode one, episode two, from all those from the season uh, three was connected to this? Because now I got to go back and look and just to make sure. It probably was. It is, kind of. Because it's like in an alternate universe. Probably an episode. I hope in the season, in the series finale, everything connects. I really hope in the series finale, everything connects. I hope he brings everything full circle yeah, in the end. yeah. But this shit, because there's only two episodes left now. But no, the, we got to go back to reimagine. This oh, is the important reimagine. question. What else could you see that is reimagined? Lion King. The origin story of it? The origin story. Even we all know about this whole origin story of how to do it. Because that was a black movie too, kind of. Aladdin. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you this one. What? I can see a re- reimagining of how uh, the NFL had to beg for mercy. And they got Michael Jackson to come perform for the halftime show. I was thinking animated, but that's. I could see something. I could see something involving. They had to. Uh, Michael was was uh, he was afraid because of that Pepsi, Pepsi, and you know Pepsi. Pepsi, Pepsi was sponsored. Yeah, the Pepsi, Pepsi sponsored the halftime show. Yeah, you don't want to get in there for He gets flashbacks. I could see some shit like that. Then when Michael jumped up on stage, he because was you know how Michael Jackson ended up in the halftime show, right? They begged him to go. No, no, but you know why. To get rated? I don't know. No, no, no. There, the, there was a specific reason, it, and it's out there. What's the what's the reason? And again? it is it is a black ass story as what, to why. What's the reason again? And the year it. before, when they were just doing whatever for the halftime, mm-hmm. the year before, Keenan Ivory Wayne said we're going to do a special fifteen minute during the yeah, halftime. Yeah, I remember show. that. Yeah, box. yep, 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 yep. I and remember NFL that. NFL was like, oh no, oh no, we can't let this nigga do this to us. We got to get the big nigga. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got to get the ultimate nigga of them all. 
Michael. White Michael. <laughs> White Michael. <laughs> I remember that. They yeah. did do that. Yeah, they because they've been living single. Yeah, yeah so for those color. who don't know, yeah, that's some history for your ass. Yeah. Once again, black culture propelling everything that has to do with America. The reason why you have expansive-ass halftime shows because is because of the Wayne Brothers. Because of Keenan Ivory Wayne. He had right. a 15-minute set of In Living Color. It was live, too. I remember that. Yeah. Damn, that takes it all the way back. I remember that shit. Um, but now, now I'm going back to reimagining. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's one. Mm. Reimagining how Shaq got to the Lakers and they got Kobe that same year. Damn. That would be some, some shit I'd like to see that would be reimagined. But if I want to keep it to... What the theme was and yeah, how they basically turned uh, uh, an animated, animated film into like the black, the black experience. Um, boy, whoo! Lenny Kravitz taking over rock, taking over what rock? That period of time when he first came in, uh huh, and uh, it ain't oh, over till it's yeah. over era. Yeah, Lenny, I want to see what Lenny Kravitz how he became the rock, the icon. most popular rock, rock icon at that period of time. Um, <laughs> what else is there? How, um... Oh, let's get down to it. Let, let's, come on. Come on. And I've been waiting, baby. White living single. Oh. What would have happened? I want to know. Not what it would have happened. I want to know the... Because we know what it is. Oh. I want to know the reimagining. <laughs> yeah. If they did white living single and it was a kind of semi-popular shit... Then the black folks took over took and it. they called it friends. Yeah. And they had oh Yeah. Now see now we now we talking. Yeah. I wanna see that. That'll be some shit. <laughs> yeah, we took your shit. But yeah, we'll go back to this episode of Atlanta. Like the part where I really rolled on the floor laughing was when they said, Oh, the original ending of the goof <laughs> goofy movie. <laughs> they showed the scene of the cop. He was supposed to go on stage with Powerline, and he was supposed to get shot. <laughs> because, of course, who is this black man on stage? Just out of nowhere. I literally <laughs> rode on the floor <laughs> laughing my ass off. Yeah, Goof was supposed to get shot when he got on. Like, no one's going to believe that nigga just ran up on stage with Powerline. <laughs> or the scene scene. Or no, the, the scene where they said they got cut was when he, they go to this uh, the shop, and he looks at... Um, Damn, who, it wasn't Malcolm X. It was um, Huey Newton. Oh, yeah. His chair, and Max sits in his chair, uh-huh. and he finally understands. But they erased it, because they put that damn... What was it? The damn uh, Bigfoot? The Bigfoot scene. The Bigfoot. They put the Bigfoot scene in there. <laughs> or, and or, every time he got... every, It was like... He knew he was black, and he oh, he wanted to make sure that people knew. And they were showing all the photos when he's with the white men. The white men are just like looking so scared as hell, yeah, chilling on the table and shit like that. <laughs> and then they're like, "Yeah, he wanted to." Well, they say they they offered him forty two million to go no, away. Forty two thousand. No, it was million. No, no, no. At first, though, no, the black dude said it was forty offered like no, the white, but the white guy eventually said we offered him forty two million to go away. No, it was seventy five million. It seventy-five was, million. Thank it you. Was seventy-five thousand. They often like seventy-five thousand dollars to leave. No, it wasn't seventy-five thousand. It was seventy-five million. <laughs> and he said no. <Yeah. laughs> Donald Glover, I want to know the type of weed you were smoking to just watch a goofy movie and just. You know what if a black dude really did do this stuff and they really just thought this shit through? You know because this Bro, was that wasn't weed. That was yoga. <laughs> yoga. Something, because if if Disney has the 
balls. If uh, Disney, anybody from Disney is listening to this, if y'all have the balls on April Fool's Day next year, you attach this episode of Atlanta to a goofy movie in the extras. Oh, yeah. As a documentary on the making of. Oh, yeah. Just attach it there just for one day and see if people notice. On God. <laughs> and what I loved about it was the creators on Goofy Movie, they appreciated yeah, this episode. The, the director appreciated it. Yeah. He, he liked one of my tweets. He liked a lot of people's tweets. He was like, thank you for this. Yeah. This was this was just incredible. If they have the balls, leave this documentary as an ex. Leave that episode as an extra on a Goofy movie. Just leave it there on April Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> and see if anybody notices. Right. Don't even acknowledge it. Just put it there. <laughs> what else will we deem as white culture that could be reimagined as black? I was gonna say Pocahontas. That's not. That's not. Good. I know it's native, but you hear the story about. When it. I say American culture, I'm talking white culture. Oh, Pocahontas white culture was never even. We knew from. Well, Disney has like a whole bunch of shit, so we got to go down that line. Then there's a lot of. You got Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. I'm not even focused on Disney though. Oh, you're not focused I'm, on I'm Disney just in general. There's a lot. You yeah. do a lot. I mean, a lot. That's why that episode, the third season, was a black fairy tale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because all the shit. That's why I said this episode could have fit an episode. Well, it was to prepare. It was to prepare everybody. Nobody was prepared. Yeah. Everybody was. Oh, I'm not watching this. I'm not watching this. Mm-hmm. That that season three gave you an appreciation for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is this is wonderful. I yeah, and there was nobody there was nobody from Atlanta on this episode either. So it makes me wonder what the next two episodes are gonna be. Cause there's still no trailer for episode nine. We right. don't know what's gonna happen. Right. So that leads me to another question that's based off of uh well, salute to Abbott Elementary in Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But this leads me to another question. And this is based comes out of uh T V. Mm. Not by T V, but just dumbasses. Okay. Take away all of the negativity that we know is bad. Like okay. We're talking, you know, harming people, uh, those kind of things. Okay. Take that out like of the equation. Like the asshole shit? Yeah. Take, not even asshole, just evil human beings. Okay. Take that out of the equation. We're not talking about this. Okay. Do you care if entertainers are completely different from what they put in front of the camera? No. Mm, they're human just like us. Like I bring I- this up because for whatever reason... Somebody decided to put Patina Miller and her husband up. The guy who plays Rock on Raising Canaan. Yeah. For the people. And all of a sudden, all this onslaught went against her character. Not the actual character of Rock, but her character for as her a human, human being. being for going because her husband, man. for those who don't know, is white. Yeah. And I, for the life of me, was like... Who cares? Who gives a fuck? She is the perfect one for this role. Mm-hmm. And she's been putting it down, holding it down. Like, I, that, what are you... I was just mad that she was taken. Yeah, that could be that. <laughs> I just like I can see that. I was mad that she was just taking because that's just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a hater. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right. I'm gonna fuck you, black, white. Yeah, no, no, you white. That's why I'm mad. Have a reason. <laughs> Give me a reason. <laughs> Fucker. Nah, man. Like I don't. I don't give a fuck about these niggas. Like they're just like regular ass people. At the end of the day, they just got money. And status, I guess. But what the fuck is status? Right. I'm speaking of status. Yeah, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Like, he made it official, like, I guess last week. Whoa, this is the funny story. And I've been waiting.
that was Elon Musk saying that. Well, actually, he didn't want to. He got forced to because Twitter said, oh, no, if you don't buy this shit, we Oh, no, no, he he was playing to the crowd. He knew he wanted that. (laughs) Who knows, man? Because he came in, he started wrecking hell. Y'all do this, that, and this, or by next... By the next yeah, hour, you fired. Pretty much, no, but I'm giving the whole history for the people that don't know. Yeah, he wanted to buy Twitter. He he first he said he wanted to buy Twitter, and then he backed out of it because he's like, oh, never mind. And then Twitter was like, oh no no no, you signed on to this, you buying this. <laughs> and it was like you break it, you buy it because if you don't, we're gonna sue you and you're gonna pay us a billion dollars. So he found some money and he you know accomplished shit, and now he's. You know, cleaning house and shit like that. Got rid of the board of um, director, the board of trustees and shit. And now he's given a directive to the staff to come up with a new term for the Twitter Blue um, platform on Twitter. Pretty much allowing people to, pretty much allowing anybody to get a fucking blue check mark. Yeah. And it, he wanted like a twenty. It was like twenty dollars or whatever. It was like what, like a twenty dollar monthly fee, and if they can't come up, come up with it by November eighth, then everyone then everyone's fired. Right. And niggas are like, wait, what? <laughs> what and then Stephen King on Twitter, he was going like, what the fuck, bro? I ain't gonna do that shit. It was like, okay, we need to pay the light somehow. Okay, what about eight dollars? Wait, you know what the fuck? Right. <laughs> what about eight dollars? <laughs> eight dollars? Oh, I, okay, I guess. <laughs> That's why I said I was like, oh my god, this one. Uh, okay, I guess. I guess. Yeah, everyone's all scared because he's saying it's free speech and he's gonna pretty much open the floodgates for a lot of the you know racist folks and shit like that because the term the n word you know that hard r e r a lot of them started saying it because it's free speech. You can say what we want now, and I bet you a lot of them got suspended too, which is the funniest part. Right. <laughs> Can't happen at that very moment. You still gotta fix shit, but you know it is what it is. People say, "Oh, I'm leaving Twitter." No, you're not. Y'all get your fucking fix off on that damn website. How else are y'all gonna kill your time? Or go on Instagram, just look at pictures. No, you have to. You have to be on the phone. You have to like give your two cents on everything. Right. You want to retweet what's going on. You want to see the. You want to see the gifts. You want to see the the memes. You want to see the fucking videos. You want to let people know what you're watching. That's what Twitter was made for. Y'all ain't going nowhere. Y'all, this is like a drug for y'all motherfuckers. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, anything else? Uh, yeah. Again, I just I don't. As long as you ain't harming people, live your life. Exactly. I don't care. I don't care. Exactly. You ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I have no. Con- That's the problem. Mm. People feel like as uh, consumers, they mm. they own you. Exactly. And if you don't go do what they expect you to do, then you're not you're not for real. Mm. And that's the dumbest crock of shit ever. Yeah. So nah. Other than that, I'm good this week, bro. Well, when it comes to music, I forgot we had to mention that shit. Rihanna dropped her first single. Well, oh, yeah. first single. Her <laughs> first single. <laughs> A single from the Wakanda Forever soundtrack called "Lift Me Up." It's a uh, it's pretty much a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. A lot of people were mad because it wasn't that, you know, dancing rude boy shit. And I'm like, you really expect her to drop that shit on a Chadwick Boseman <laughs> tribute record? Right. <laughs> it wasn't no all the stars, but, you know, it was cool. Um, I guess Eminem dropped the 20th anniversary of 8 Mile, like, for the soundtrack. Oh, okay. And it's really, it's just, a, it's like the second half of the album is none but the instrumentals and the original version of Lose Yourself. So, whatever on that shit. Uh, Smino dropped his album, Love for Rent. It was cool. I missed that one. It was cool. The first half was cool. Like the song 90 Proof with J. Cole. That was cool. J. Cole had a pretty good verse on there. And Modern Minute 
is featuring um, Lucky Day and Phoenix. Felix, that was cool. Mm-hmm. And Lil Uzi Vert, he's on Pudgy. Lil, Lil Uzi Vert was like Lil Uzi was kind of rapping. He was rapping on that shit. Hmm. But the album itself, it's cool. It does a job done and shit. Then we get to Division. Working on my karma. <laughs> you didn't listen, huh? No, I, I. Oh yeah, you did listen. Yeah. Duh. I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. I only listened like a few. I only listened a few times. I told you about that jacket edge track. Oh, that was a good the track. What's up track? Yeah, what's up? Now Jagged it makes Edge. okay. Now in the context of the, of album, the album, if I get caught, does bring it. If I get caught, stay faithful and what's up. Yeah, those all it yeah, flows. Yeah. Um. What was this? there? Was a one song on here I felt that Drake could have spit on. I think it's stay faithful because there's that little instrumental towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was hearing like Drake could have rapped over this shit. Um, I liked the um, tired and get even the last two tracks. Those yeah. were fuck. That was like vintage division. It was a good record. It was a really good album. Yeah. And then, Westside Gun dropped baby. ten. Uh, it's just called ten. Because it was it was Hitler wears her Hermes. Basically, Kanye and Kyrie been fucking up his uh his uh his his series. Yeah, so it was a Gangsta that. Grills album. Yeah, and this was really this was good. DJ Drama hosted this shit. Super Kick Party is fucking fire. ASAP Rocky and nice. yeah, ASAP Rocky's on here. Stove God Cooks is all over this fucking album. Stove God Cooks still one of the greatest rap names I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, he got Blackstar on there with you know most well Usain Bay and Tyler mm-hmm. Quali mm-hmm. on Pepper. He got he it says Blackstar too. So okay, yeah, Silence si- Science Class with Buster Rhymes and, and Ghostface Killer and Raekwon, fucking fire. That's a fire ass track. He got Run the Jewels on here. Um, and the last track, which is literally a Griselda All Star mm-hmm. with Red Death, just it's one. This is one of his best albums. This is one of the best um, um, Hermes um, records. Hitler was Hermes. Hitler's were Hermes. Yeah, it was really, it was really good. Okay. Now, if y'all notice, people, we're you're missing an album. We're missing a particular album. Yeah, Aubrey and Twenty One Savage. <laughs> they we said last week the album was dropping. Yeah, it was supposed to drop, but then forty. Oh, I was gonna say. 40 caught COVID. <laughs> 40 got sick, 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 caught COVID, and they needed to master the album. What well, he still needs to mix and master the album. So, yeah, they had to wait till this week. Prayers up for 40. Prayers up for 40 because he got. What, what, what does he have again? He has MS. Yeah. So, yeah, that uh, I guess he's okay now if he's still mixing it. But uh, round of applause for Taylor Swift. 1.5 million units were sold on that damn for her album. That's nuts. 1.5 million, and she took up the entire Billboard. She took up the whole top ten. The first artist that ever do that. It's crazy. That's nuts. Drake was the. He only took up eight spots. Really, he took up eight or nine spots last time with Certified. I think it was eight, seven or eight. Yeah, he took up eight. Taylor Swift took up all ten of those shits. He hated, but respect. You got to give her. I was like, I got to respect that. Shit. Other than that, music is cool. I'm just waiting for King's Disease 3. That's coming out on the 11th. Birthday's coming up. Might go to a Niner game. I am curious about this Drake and 21 Savage shit. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Other than that, that's all I got. Yep, I'm good. Anyway, this is episode 279. 279. We're about to be 280 next week of the most consistent podcast in the Bay Area. Give me a hell, yeah. You can always follow us on Twitter. Shout out to Mr. 
Fab. You can follow me, Mr. Buzz B, for lowercase o a on the Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at Theological Sense. You can follow us on Twitter at Theological SP, and of course on the Facebook and on all social media at JC No <laughs> Very important to say. Uh, in regards to, I was even going to say this before the horrible news, but with the horrible news, love on your loved ones. Yep. Protect your mental health. Yes. Everything that you need to do positively as we go into the holiday season. Deadass. I didn't even factor that in until I said it. Mm-hmm. Take off. Yeah. As we go into the holiday season, just do everything you can to make sure that you and your loved ones are 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 good to go. Exactly. That's, that's, uh... Protect your health. Protect your family. Pray for your... Take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. No. But you can hit me on social media, on, you know, all the social medias when I'm there. Uh, obviously, with what's going down, I'm trying to stay away from, you know, just in general. With those other things I was seeing throughout the week. It was just like, man, I just, I may need to detach. Might be the perfect time. Raiders ain't doing shit. <laughs> Lakers don't exist for another month and a half when I have to be forced to acknowledge them. <laughs> Might be the perfect time to do it. Power's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Power's gone. Power. Power's gone. It might be a good time to release my line. <laughs> oh man. On that note, we out this bitch. Peace. Peace. Rest in peace. Take off. Take off. Go, go, go.